everyone and thank you for my new listeners welcome for my returning listeners thank you again so for my new listeners i just wanted to give you a little introduction of who i am i am of course the creator of women's enlightenment uh i'm also the creator of all over the place llc the e is actually a three i'm an author of the book all over the place a motivational writer and speaker inspirational writer and speaker as well I've also done The Great American Teaching, which was an amazing, amazing journey to be a part of. And if any, for those that don't know what that is, it's you get to go to a school um, and talk to children and just get, they get to ask you questions. You tell them what you do, what your field of, your line of work is, and they get to ask you questions and you get to, you know, write down what you want to talk about and mine was confidence and well, it switched because every class was different. So for the younger groups, I, you know, did something different for the more older groups. I did, you know, confidence and what do you want to be and what do you see yourself at right now? Like emotionally, mentally, what are you feeling? You know, just talking to them, um, in a, in a very respectful way and just watching them light up and raise their hands and have questions and say what they're feeling and thinking. And, oh, if I can be a part of that again, that that would be so amazing. But that is a little bit of who I, of who I am. Why did I start this podcast? Well, first, I started with my son. We had a whole different one. But because of school schedules, my work schedule, we just went ahead and just stopped that one. And I started my own because I know that other young adults and adults alike go through stuff emotionally mentally physically we go through stuff and financially so usually that's why I always start my podcast off by saying hello we fam as always I hope everybody's doing good emotionally mentally physically and financially because we're all going through something right now and it's just like we cannot be like, oh, I don't know what that feels like. We do. We we know what a lot feels like more than what we want to acknowledge, because we try to push those those parts of us back and behind us so we don't have to feel them. So you know, I just I just talk and you know just kind of give a a perspective from my point of view in my eyes. Doesn't mean that that's that's how you feel. It doesn't mean that it's right for you. It's just sharing some of me and thoughts at the same time. So today, what we're going to be talking about is PTSD. And it's important to talk about it because so many people are afraid to talk about it. And so many people are afraid to say that they have it because they feel like they're going to get looked down upon. Um, Listen, I have it. And it is one of those things that you just, you kind of don't know what you're going to feel from day to day. Depend on the mood, depend on the day, depend on the situation, what happens to you, you, you learn how to manage it. Um, I've talked about it before in previous, you know, uh, episodes, anxiety and depression. Now, um, for my new listeners, my very first episode, I talked about the loss of my first son when I was six and a half months pregnant, which then opened up the door to me understanding what depression was because I didn't understand it. So that kicked off my depression and kicked off anxiety. I didn't understand what either of those were. So I had to learn them and then learn how to manage them the best I could. 
So in the brown community for brown men and women, that's not something that you talk about and we're taught to be very strong. We just push through it. So that's what I learned how to do. So that's what I did. But for PTSD, let me just, cause it's, it's an umbrella, but there's little raindrops that go with this umbrella and it's nightmares, guilt, poor judgment, intrusive memories, poor memory, survivor guilt, flashbacks, startle reflex, hypervigilance, irritability, anger and rage, self-defense, I'm sorry, self-destructive, lack of feelings, insomnia, poor um, concentration, hopelessness, poor self-esteem, negative self-image, apathy, isolation, avoidance, excessive blame, and dissociation. Now, remember, there are more that go under this, but there was just a few that I wanted to touch on because a lot of us actually go through some of these more often than we think. Um, And it's amazing when you're on a journey of healing and growth, you then get to tap into yourself in a different light. You have to open doors that you don't want to open and acknowledge a lot of things that you've been through or that we've done to ourselves. Um, Speaking with a friend in a conversation, you know, we've grown to understand that going to counseling is not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's going to help us to be a better us. We can help us. Yes, we can heal ourselves all day, every day. Just having that little extra piece sometimes is good. If you're able to, if you're not, don't feel discouraged because no matter what, you can still help yourself and start healing parts of yourself even without it. So don't think, oh, I need to get counseling or, or I get, I don't have, mm-mm, don't do that. Don't. It's okay. It is okay. Plus, it is, it's hard to find a good counselor because you have to interview them. You have to make sure that you are checking out all their information to see if it's going to be a good fit for you at the same time too. It doesn't always mean that you get a counselor, they're going to be a right fit. No, because you have to figure out what is your counselor going to be for? Is it going to be for trauma, family? Um, Is it going to be for abuse? Is it going to be for substance abuse? Is it going to like, you have to make sure that you're doing the legwork before you even get to the point of making an appointment to have that consultation to make sure that they're going to be a good fit for you and you're going to be a good fit for them. So um, it's no one ever said it was easy. It's, it's not easy, by the way. It's not. But I will say that I'm grateful that I finally got into counseling because I dealt with a lot of grief. Um, and because I do have PTSD and uh, depression, anxiety, I thought it'd be good to finally just step into a different light of myself and really work through a lot of what I've been through. I didn't say it was fun because nothing about the opening these doors are fun, but I'm, I am here for it. Every day I show up for that. <laughs> I'm at every week um, and I'm ready. I'm ready. I never know what I'm going to feel once I'm done, but I'm always grateful once I'm done that I did, you know? Um, but yeah, talking with a friend and 
um, she was telling me that, you know, even with her going to counseling, uh, they talked about how trauma doesn't start just when we're like children, infants, like small. It actually starts when we're in the womb as well. Um, which is why a lot of people, when you're, when women are pregnant, a lot of people say, don't stress when you're pregnant. Make sure you're in a, a you know, a, a calm situation, a respectful situation, work, your home life, whatever it is, stay calm. Eat specific foods. Don't drink this. Don't do that. It's, there's reasons. Because not only is your um, embryo, not only is the embryo just, it's, growing in you but it's soaking up everything that you're putting in your body as well emotionally and mentally and um that you're consuming so it's very important to understand those steps of it everybody does it different some people are like i'm gonna do what i go i'm gonna do no matter what okay okay you know it's just it's scary when you watch that and when people have their mindset to do something that's what they're going to do for, you know, those that suffer from depression, anxiety, and you are pregnant, that's a very scary sight. It is. I know it firsthand. Um, but you're always worried that something's wrong with the baby, or you're always worried something's wrong with you, or you're worried that you're not going to be a good mother, or you're worried that maybe it was too soon, or you waited too late, or, you know, am I, is, are you, sh- am I, am I sure this is going to be right? You're questioning yourself to other people, and are you sure I'm going to be a good mom? What makes me a good mom? Like, what do you see in, in your vision that makes me going to be a good mom to this little person when they come out? You know? So it, it is a lot. And I don't, I don't think we really understand when becoming a mom, what that is about to be like, because like I've said before, I've talked about it in other, other uh, episodes, emotionally and mentally, it changes us. It changes us physically. One, let's start there. It changes us physically. So then we're in this whole another state of mind because everybody can't bounce back to the regular body size that they had prior to. That just doesn't work for everybody. So that's where a lot of the confusion, hurt, and frustration comes in. So you're pouring all that into yourself and then you still have to make sure that you're keeping your little baby, your little embryo, you know, safe during this time, but you're, you're working to make sure that you're still emotionally okay. And if you've ever been in traumatic situations, guess what? That's a part of PTSD, PTSD, which when you're pregnant, it's rough because you have to work through all of what you're feeling every day. Um, and if you're on medication, there are certain medications that you're not able to take when you're pregnant. So you have to be careful about that. Um, and just making sure you're in, the environment has to be positive, positive as well. And, you know, being with someone while you're pregnant, making sure that they're understanding your needs while you're pregnant, because every day is different. Every second, I was going to say moment, but every second is different too. Um, from the morning sickness, I don't know why they just don't say day sickness because sometimes it lasts all day. Sometimes it is in the morning, just until about noon, and then you're fine. And then it's like again back at night, or if you smell the wrong thing or eat the wrong thing, or it can set it all off. 
but that brings on postpartum depression, which is a whole nother ball game for women to go through, you know? So it is very important to understand and talk about PTSD and what that looks like for some because it looks different for everybody which is why I named off a few of the list because it looks different for everybody and feels different for everybody now apathy I had to look that up to make sure I understood what it meant because I was like I think I know what this means but let me just make sure that means lack of interest um, or concern or um, enthusiasm so it's like you can be with people and it's just like oh mm -hmm, yay (laughs) go you rah-rah team but you really don't care that's that's what apathy is um and I've been there and I'm sure that you know someone listening has been there and felt that you know the excessive blame blaming everybody else and uh blaming yourself for things not going good or you know, you you put yourself in a place where you feel guilty for everything that has happened. So you, you're, you're excessive blaming. You blame you, you blame everybody else, or you don't take the blame, but you blame everybody else versus saying, hey, I did this. I apologize. How can we change it? You know? So that's one that is probably big with a lot of us um avoidance if we can avoid anything and everybody we could and would (laughs) with no hesitation um for me I'll tell you one situation I've been in which has changed my whole trajectory on life and how I do things especially when there's crowds um I've talked about it before but I've been in a bank robbery and when you go through something like that you don't come out the same because you don't know if you're going to live in you know that those type of situations you don't know if somebody's gonna make the wrong move say something wrong or try to be the hero and everybody ends up getting shot and they didn't come in with small guns they came in with some big guns you know and after the whole situation it seemed like it lasted for two hours But they were quickly in and out. But it didn't seem like that for all of us that were in there. And I remember hearing a gentleman after we got up. He was like, I just, I was laying here trying to figure out what to do. And and all my thoughts just kept coming to me because it's my grandson's birthday. And I just wanted to make it to see my grandson. I just wanted to be there for my grandson's birthday. I told him I had a gift for him. Like he was just going through the motions and tears were just dropping because all he wanted to do was make sure he seen his grandson for his birthday. And just hearing him talk and hearing other people talk and then all of a sudden it just sounded like everything was just mumbled. Just and I'm just like in a daze really wondering what just happened. But I knew what happened but you're in a state of shock. Who do you call? Where do you go? How do you handle that? So sleeping after that, oh, my sleep was all thrown off. Because at that point, I'm like, somebody kicking my door? Like, did they know? Like, do they have our faces? 
did they take IDs? Like, did I, wait, where's my, where's, where's my license? You know, it was just, after that, you go into this place of, I don't think I'm comfortable anymore, you know? So doing crowds for me, I don't, I cannot, I, I do my best. I can get through a crowd, but if we have to stay a little longer than, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, I'm probably going to start having a little panic attack in there. My, my anxiety kicks in. Um, so I have to learn how to just kind of calm myself and calm my nerves so it's not so bad. Uh, it's not easy, but I, I've, I've learned. And uh, it's one of those things that you just, you really just don't, you don't forget and you learn every day how to just maneuver correctly through life. I don't even know if correctly is the right word, but you just learn how to maneuver. Uh, But with PTSD, insomnia is a real big one. Now, if anybody's ever been um, in the army, I know that veterans, and even if you're not a veteran, just going through the types of things that these men and women have to go through are very, very life-changing. You know, unless we've been there, none of us understand what they see on a daily basis, why they're there. None of us understand what they went through, felt, had to be a part of. It's, it's, we don't know. So, you know, coming home and having night nightmares and tremors throughout the night and, or just, you know, the flashbacks and not being able to be comfortable and don't want to be around crowds also, um, thinking of themselves negatively or just irritable all the time. There's a reason. There's a reason. And sometimes family members don't get that and they're like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. No, no, they won't. It takes a long time to recover from that. And sometimes you don't recover from stuff like that because no matter what you do, some little thing can trigger it for you. So, um, it's hard to be in friendships, relationships, because if you, unless you're explaining this to people, they're not going to understand you. And even if they say they understand you, it's not that they, that they don't care. They just don't know how to be there truly for you because there really is no way except for being compassionate and just understanding. And if you know, someone says, I'm having a moment right now, just bear with me. Just learning how to just be there and, and just be there wholeheartedly. But uh, it's not an easy walk. It's not. And my, my hat goes off to everybody that on a daily basis walks their path that has PTSD and that goes through these things. Because none of it's easy, you know, especially mistrust. Like, ooh, that's yeah. You, we, we don't, we just don't trust like we should, but we do. We sometimes we trust more than we should, and then there's other times where we mistrust, <laughs> and it's just one of those catch twenty two situations. Um, the anger and rage one is one that's very hard too, because you don't understand why you're going through this moment. It. It could be a good day and something would just, the wind will blow the wrong way and it throws you all off. And then you're like that for a couple hours until you can get it back together kind of emotionally. And sometimes you don't. You just need to go ahead and just isolate yourself. 
take a nap or just do something that's quiet to relax your nerves and get yourself back on track. Poor judgment. Listen, (laughs) we've all been there, you know, we've all been there. And I will say this also for um, brown men and women. PTSD comes also because of the things that we have to endure, endure on a daily basis, which is just being us. And I know some people are listening like, no, no, we really do. Just to be able to go to the store, something simple like that, being able to truly enjoy ourselves without having to look over our back to be able to just relax and feel comfortable in in certain surroundings is hard Uh, and you know just learning a lot of what our ancestors went through is terrifying Um, to learn and hear about you know brown youths being hung and their parents not knowing where their child is is traumatic and then they have to live with that every day or finding out like how they passed is just it wears on you so when people just look at us and say oh get over it no you don't get over it because you don't tell anybody else to get over anything that they've been through their culture no so for us we live with a constant PTSD. It's constant for us. And we don't do anything to even bring attention to ourselves like that, a lot of us, you know? Uh, It all depends on where you grew up as well because you could have PTSD from that. It's your neighborhood, your, your surroundings. And I don't think a lot of people think of it like that. That's, that's not how it should be, but that's how it is. But then people don't think, oh, well, well, they grew up in the hood. They should be fine. Uh, no, don't, nobody wants to hear gunshots all the time. It depends on where you're at, you know, where, where, where you're living. If you're hearing gunshots or, you know, traumatic things, people in DV situations and their children are you know, having to watch this and see this, that's very traumatic. That ought to, that's PTSD right there for children, young. That's how they get anxiety and depression and, you know, wetting the bed and not being able to be comfortable around people or because maybe you've been raped, you've been molested and you're not able to talk to anybody because that's just how it's been, you know? We don't talk about stuff like that. We just sweep that under the rug. You're supposed to be okay. You're about to be, you're going to be fine. Especially if it was a close family member or a, uh, or family, a family member or friend of the family. You just, where's your outlet? Who do you talk to? And then nobody wants to believe you, you know? And that's why I say it happens. It happens a lot to our young men. But no one speaks about that because it's looked at as, oh, you got some early. No, that's not what that is. And that's not okay. Which is why they'll have PTSD as well. And suffer from depression and types of anxiety. 
and you know to for going through traumatic scenarios like that and it can also alter your brain I talked about it before your brain is a very powerful powerful organ Um, and this is how bipolar is comes a part of your life schizophrenic maybe you're manic schizophrenic but things happen to you that causes those it's it's a it's a chain reaction and people think oh it should no no don't do that don't ever say oh it it's from something else actually it's from traumatic moments happening to people is what causes that because your brain is wired as soon as you start triggering those emotions again you put yourself in this box and it's so hard to get out of that box to where your brain automatically switches and chemicals start going and it changes your whole brain pattern I just it's one of those things once I learned about it you, you, you don't when people say they have it you don't look at them you don't look at them different anymore because you understand what they're going through I'm one of those that I, I like to learn about what someone's going through you know like I've talked about before when they tell me that my son has oppositional defiant disorder I had to look it up because I was like are we just making up stuff nowadays and it's a thing it's a real thing and I think a lot of, not I think, I know a lot of young, young adults, males to be exact, go through this between the ages of 10 and up to 17, right before they hit 18, when everything changes again. If you don't catch it in time, it becomes worse. And then it's just this whole other firework that's about to happen. Um... A lot of families don't want to get that help for their child or their children because they're going to be embarrassed. Well, whatever traumatic moments that they went through in life is nine times a ten a part of why they're going through that at the same time. Now, chemical imbalances can happen because of many things. Some I will not talk about it here because I, I just, mm-mm. you just have to do your research. But PTSD just doesn't start with grown adults. It starts with young kids, too. And, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) it really changes the pattern of who they are as they're growing up. If they've been through something so traumatic in their life, as a young adult, understand that they are always going to not trust. They're not going to look at people the same. They're not going to feel that empathy that you want them to feel, that uh, compassion sometimes. It takes longer for them to understand what love truly is and means and feels like because we have to remember we don't know what any of us really 
went through in our homes unless we all live together. And you have to remember, just because you live in the same home with somebody doesn't mean that they're going through it either. And I say that because you can have five kids in the same home and maybe two of them are experiencing something and the other three are not. Or maybe one of them is experiencing something and the others are not. And that's the sad part. And when people say, well, you know, maybe you know, you, how are you going to know? When children are forced to be quiet, they learn over time to be quiet. So PTSD starts at a very young age, not just when you go off into the army or the Navy or anything like that. No, it starts very early, but we don't recognize it. We don't call it out what it is because a lot of us, again, are too afraid to look bad. Like we're the bad parents. We did something wrong to our child or our children, or we did something, something's wrong with us. Even if you don't have children, we think there's something wrong with us. But there's not. We're all living through something traumatic. Every single one of us has been through something. A lot of us have been good at blocking it out to why you don't realize that you've been through this. But you have to understand that you've been through something because little things will trigger you. That comes from somewhere. It doesn't just happen out the blue. Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. There's a reason. There's a reason, and we get to this place we don't want to acknowledge what we've been through because we feel like we're better off without acknowledging it. But no, we have to open those doors to acknowledge it so we can really be a better us on a daily basis. Because why not? (laughs) Why not? So intrusive memories and and flashbacks are about the same thing. So, because it's intrusive memories or flashbacks with nightmares. Uh, Nightmares are nightmares, you know. And flashing back is you're flashing back to situations, an event that has happened and, you know, caused that traumatic moment to be what it is now. And the poor memory, of course... It is what you don't want to remember. So you put it away, you lock it, and you don't know where that key is at because you choose not to open it. So you choose to ignore everything that happened. So for that, you shut half of your memory off. You don't want to remember. You don't want to have to go through that again because it was that bad. You don't want to have to do that. Survivor guilt. Yeah, that one is, it's a hard one because survivor's guilt is you are, you feel a certain way because someone else passed away versus you or you feel that, oh, it should have been me and not them. Why was it not me? Why was it them? What happened? What could we have done different, you know, or how could we have been there more, especially if it's a parent? you will go through survivor guilt tremendously and or a close family member you're going to experience that and it probably won't be right away but it will happen and when it happens you have to make sure that you have good people around you because that's important when you're going through certain things 
a startle reflex. You know, every time somebody comes behind you, you just get jumped. You jump and you get scared easily. And some people are just scared easily. But at the same time, why? Why are you always so scared easily, though? What happened to you to where you can just jump at the drop of a hat? Like, <clears throat> oh, oh, goodness, I thought somebody was on it. No, I was just coughing. I'm sorry, you know? So it's, there is, like I said, there is, the umbrella is PTSD, yes. But the raindrops that come with that, they're serious. And they, they do emotional damage and mental damage because we can put in our head we can mimic anything in our head that we think is right but it's not but we don't want to acknowledge it at the same time but we have to but we're afraid to isn't that it's it's wild it's wild we know there's something but we don't want to talk about that something if we just keep it under we don't have to bring it up anymore some way, shape, and form, it comes up all the time. It does. And, you know, just... How do you handle it? Everyone handles it completely different. Some people, you know, there is medication that where you can ha- have help in that way. There's a lot of people that don't believe in taking medication, you know, and, and which is fine. They have learned how to work with PTSD, depression, and anxiety, but nobody ever said that was going to be easy. What does that look like on a daily basis? It's rough. It's rough. That's like, that's like, you know, anybody that has tremors, it's, it's, you cannot control your tremors even though you want to and you feel like people are looking at you rude or talking about you but you're not able to control your tremors that's what PTSD is you're not able to at some times control what you're feeling you, you're you very aware, aware of your feelings and your emotions and how you're speaking and talking but in those moments you don't care about how you're speaking to someone we feel like we're being threatened so we have to then go into survival mode. I'm going to tell y'all now, that is not a good mode to be in. I know it all too well. It is not, not, all capital letters, a great place to be in. Because anybody is liable to catch it. <laughs> By that I mean these hands, you know? You're frustrated. You're you're done. Like you're, you, When you reach your limit, you reach your limit. And people don't understand that. But... Yeah, that's another form of PTSD. And there's more. Believe me. Believe me, there's more. But that was a good range right there. A really good range. I just... I hope that anytime anyone listens to these episodes, no matter which one, that you're gaining something from it. That you're, that you're reminded that you're no longer alone and that you're not alone in your situation that you're going through. There is a way out. There is better um, in everything that you do. And I say there is a way out just in case you're in a relationship and, and it's bad and you really need to go. There is a way out. You can go, you know, especially if you're not in a respectful relationship. Find a way to go, but you're going to need to go. It's 
it's one of those things that we wish it wouldn't happen, but it does. And then learning how to maneuver and walk daily, daily in your light the best you can is hard. It's hard. Anybody that says it's easy, that it's easy, I'd love to have a conversation with them because I need to find out, find out what they do and how they do it. <laughs> Went out with my girls this Saturday, like, you know, over the weekend. We were talking about, you know, just being a stay-at-home mom. And sometimes you're like, no, I love it. I'm like, where? Where? How? Just how? No. No. I'm ready to I'm ready to tab out quickly. Like I'm done. I'm done. Is it 7:59? 7:59. The dot. I am done for the evening. But everybody doesn't see it like that. <laughs> Everybody's okay. Some some of us are okay with being at home all day with our our babies, or going to the park and and seeing the same parents over and over and over again, but nobody wants to change the conversation because that's the conversation that's good, and so we're going to just sit here and act like we're happy, but we're not, but we are, and we want to read the book, but the child is no longer reading, they're no longer comprehending what we're reading, and it's just like, where in that day did you make it out and say, I had a lovely day? Absolutely not. (laughs) And you may... I would just love to see what that looks like, though. Daily, Monday through Friday. I'm here for the long run to watch this, you know? But, again, it's it's one of those to each their own. And I am so grateful that I'm able to share these experiences because it helps other people. It could be helping you right now, the listener. Right now, it could be helping. I wouldn't know. But I'm grateful that it's helping. And I'm grateful that you picked this, you know, my podcast to listen to. I'm grateful that I'm able to give insight from this little bit of information I do have. Because it's so detailed to learn about PTSD. It's very detailed. So it's, it's just learning. It's a learning curve, but it's not a learning curve at the same time. Because you have to learn patience. Yeah, it's some days that goes out the window, but then you have to relearn it all over again to help. You know, so you have to do what you need to do, especially when you're in a relationship. It's it's about having a partnership, but it's going to work no matter what. It has to every day work as long as you're putting the steps in. And as long as you're hearing and understanding everybody else, um, you know, when they're going through any moments like that. So it's just being very conscious about who you're around for yourself in general, too, especially if you if you suffer from PTSD and depression or anxiety, anxiety it's being very conscious and knowing when to say this is too much for me because you have to protect your energy you have to protect your space you have to protect your peace it is so important and it's not people around us walking on eggshells that's no that's not what it is at all it's just being very aware when we have these conversations and letting you know this is what we're feeling this is what we're going through 
and not downplay it. Truly hear us. I've made the mistakes myself of not hearing people when they say something and I I acknowledge it late versus right then. Hell, people miss every time I say something. They're like, oh, you can't know. I know I do. I do. I really do. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I just pretend to hold it very well. I, I really do. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that we'll truly get through it. And I just want to tell each person that on a daily basis maneuvers through this life and takes these steps on your path you are amazing you are worthy you are a key piece to everything you do it's okay to not be okay it's okay to love it's okay to care it's okay to not have everything all together all the time. It's okay if a hair is out of place. It's okay if that Lego stays on the floor. It's okay if everything is just not in its perfect place. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay to step back and take time. It's okay to just be you respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> Because some of the stuff I've been seeing here lately, so respectfully, respectfully. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're listening on, on Spotify, there will be a question. If you like this episode, please make sure that you like and comment. If you found me on my website, also you're able to leave a message. I will check them. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. And I look forward to seeing you for the next episode.